Good evening, glory, hallelujah to you. What the heck's your story and what's going through you? Welcome to the glorified version of a Bassin Talk Show, Season 7. This is Stray Cast, and I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Hello, Bass Galaxy. Hello. How are you? How are you doing this evening? You know who's excited tonight? Besides you, evidently, Bass Galaxy, you know who's excited? I am. I'm excited. Uh, so is uh, our amazing producer over there, Andrew Ellenberger, the uh, the Ginger Ninja. Give it up for for Andy. He's a punk rock uh, producer. He's a hockey guy too, and he's uh, he took a shot. I did not a good one. Not a good one. Shot to the groin, <laughs> yeah. and you're in pain. Ouch. It's a very delicate area. <laughs> Threw a little Bon Jovi with a hockey mix in there. That's pretty inappropriate. Andy, but uh, doing a heck of a job holding down the fort and uh, and producing the heck out of this thing. And we're really excited tonight about our bud, Matthew Robertson, coming on the show tonight. Tonight. Oh, my goodness. It's a weird thing. It's a cool thing. It's a weird thing uh, when... Uh, when guests become friends and friends become guests and you interview your friends and you can pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. You know what I mean? So this should be an interesting show tonight. Don't you think, Ginge? Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, it's going to be nuts. And we have a mystery guest tonight that uh, this is no kidding uh, is at, where are they at, Ginge? A Broadway musical. Broadway musical in New York. Things, yeah. This is a superstar of uh, television, of movies, an author. Uh, uh, Amer- <laughs> I mean, this guest is the. This is something else. This is Bass in history. If you if you've ever tuned into Straycast, do it tonight because uh, we're gonna freak out Matt Robertson. Uh, and <laughs> I can't wait. And plus more special guests. Uh, coming on the show uh, tonight. Hey, um, while we're uh, at all that, may I say that uh, Stray Cast on Wednesday nights is the place to, what, win free stuff. That's right. Win uh, free stuff every week, uh, every Wednesday, yes, here on the Stray Cast show. And uh, tonight uh, we have uh, not one, but again, two, two like and share uh, contests. Tonight, and all you got to do is like and share this live Facebook feed. Uh, take the feed off private uh, at the end of the night. Matt Robertson is going to announce two lucky winners. Here's the prizes. Are you ready? Compliments of the good people at Ugly Stick. They're giving away an official Ugly Stick. An Ugly Stick. A classic Ugly Stick. To a lucky Matthew Robertson fan and Stray Cast listener viewer so that's pretty cool all you got to do is like and share the uh the live facebook feed and uh and uh pure fishing's giving an ugly stick that's pretty that's pretty uh pretty cool stuff now here's the other one this is pretty neat um like and share the live facebook feed for your chance to win a signed onum hat with a personal inscription on it it could be up to 17 paragraphs on the hat and Matt's going to write all that out for you. Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, that's like and share. That's, that's for real. Not 17 paragraphs, but a signed on him hat for Matt Robertson. That's right. That's to a lucky Stray Cast uh, viewer and Matt Robertson fan because Matt's cool. And, and the ninja's cool. 
That's why we're doing this stuff. I can't wait for the special guest, Ginger. I'm getting goosebumps about this. I hope that New York lets this happen. Yeah, we'll see. Let's see. It's, I know I they, have stri- they have strict laws. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, hey, uh, I want to remind everybody, of course, this is foul weather season. And Sims uh, foul weather gear is uh, is our gear of choice here at, uh, at Straycast. Everywhere from the uh, Challenger all the way up to the Pro Dry and the Pro XS in between. Check them out. And those are available, of course, at OmniaFishing.com. Check that deal out. Hey, um, Ginch. Uh, I think we're moving right along. We're chugling. Do you want to bring in some uh, some gypsy? Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, you know every week here on on Stray Cast, it's a it's a phenomenon that uh, for the this I think is the third year running, and we've had the tin cup whiskey word of the week, and uh, it's become quite a thing. And now officially this year, we have the man himself giving the uh, the word. Of the week, every week, El Personalando. Yeah, it is. Wait, and look at this. I see things going on. I don't know if you see this, Bass Galaxy. Holy cow. Wow. I was confused a minute. But it is the one and only Luke Foley, the Whiskey Gypsy, from some sort of establishment. We're, we're doing a Bushmills tasting at, at Nine Irish Brothers in Lafayette. Wait, a what tasting? Bushmills Irish Whiskey. We make that, too. Wow. Did you see my hat? It's on them. Yeah, it's on them. We got a few people wearing hats. Show them the hat. Show them the hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're, we're having a big time tonight. That's awesome. And you're at an Irish pub, fools. That's right. That's right. That's pretty cool. Irish pub drinking 10 cup, but that's okay. And you know when you hear take your whiskey home and the whiskey gypsy shows up, it's time for the 10 cup whiskey word of the week, which means that uh, when you hear this word, please take a sip of your choice of beverage. It could be whatever you choose, 10 cup whiskey, whatever it may be. Please sip responsibly. And Luke Foley, what what are you laying us on this week? What are you laying down? I, I, I think because because I know you talk to Matt a lot and I have to. Every time he says, "Yeah, man." Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. that's not every, fair. Every time he says, "Yeah, man." Okay, that's going to be the ten cup phrase. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. man. Yeah, man. So it's not Bud. I'm glad you didn't pick Bud again. We had no, Bud no. not too. Yeah, I think no, he just says he just be like. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Okay. Every time he says that, drink. Okay, or any variation of uh, the 10 cup whiskey word of the week is not one word, but two words. And it's yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, Foles, you heard about the like and share contest, right? I what? You heard about the like and share contest tonight, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah. So I know you want to win the ugly stick. And I do. I, yeah. And I know you also want to win the. Uh, uh, the Matt Robertson signed hat. I do. You think he'd give me one? Yeah, you know, I, he's. I'll tell you what. We're gonna find out a lot about that kid tonight. He's a he's a tough cookie. That kid's tough. He comes from a, he comes from a, 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 a you know he's a pretty rough customer. That's all. That's all I'm saying. But uh, he's a tough fisherman too. So. Yeah, he is. Hey, Foley, I want you to think about this thought before I let you go, and uh, think about life before power poles. Like, what did we do? What did we even do? Like, I, I, I just blew around aimlessly is what I did. Yeah, I mean, and it's like now that we don't have, if you didn't have them, you would just be lost. You know what I mean? 
Especially because I, I don't ever fish any deeper than eight feet anyway. Oh, you're like me. So. You're you're an FBR. But you know who else is an FBR? That's the guy that just won the AOI. He's an FBR and he's an AOI. Yeah, he he did a pretty good job, didn't he? Yeah, and, he, and uh, he's a tin cup whiskey, teamy, and uh, and yep. your uh, your pride and joy uh, of tin cup. Not only Seth Fighter, the AOI, but of course Matthew uh, Robertson, the the uh, the animal known as the. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be seeing those animal. guys a lot in the upcoming months. I, we're going to be activating at both the elites in Florida. And then doing the Bassmasters Classic in March, and then we're going to have some activation at Santee Cooper. So those guys probably going to get sick of looking at me. Well, that's cool. You're 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 at two events in a row in Florida, and then the BMC. Yeah, yeah, I we're going to have a big booth at the Classic. So please come by and see us. Heck yeah, so. we'll see you there, Foles. Hey, and uh, and thanks everybody at the Irish Pub uh, for supporting uh, the uh, the uh, Tin Cup brand and the Irish whiskey as well, and on them and straight yeah, pass. Yeah. In the whole Bass Galaxy. Luke Foley, let's put the power poles down. Don't go anywhere. Get Stray Cass up on the big screen. America's favorite basser right now. Matt Robertson's coming up when we get back. Don't you go hey nowhere. Guys. See you. Peace, Foles. That's the gypsy. Don't go anywhere. Coming right back at you. Nobody wants to run out of power when they're on the water. There is a better way. Introducing the Charge Marine Power Management Station from PowerPole that does the work of three devices, a traditional battery charger, a charge on the run, and an emergency start system. PowerPole Charge. The TH Marine HydroWave H2 KVD Edition is a surefire way to ignite a feeding frenzy. The HydroWave utilizes a sound emitting technology that imitates bait fish and other feeding fish below the surface that preys on the competitive nature of bass and other game fish to get you more bites. The HydroWave is another way that TH Marine has you covered from transom to trolling motor. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives us great pleasure to introduce to you the La Flama Blanca of Bassin, America's favorite basser. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Matthew Anum Robertson. Yes, give it up. Give it up. Don't be shy. It's Matt Robertson in the house. What's up, buddy? Not much, buddy. What's up, Patty Cakes? I'm happy to have you here, Maddie Cakes. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling pretty special, you know, being the star of the show. Well, I'll tell you what, it's really cool for us too, man. And it is special. That's a, a lot of people yeah. use that that term, but um, we haven't really had you on as a feature since you've been an elite. Now, of yeah. course, during your opens uh, time, uh, when we first met you, you were on the show quite often. In fact, you may be one of the closest uh, to the holding the record for reoccurring guests ever uh, on this this show. You've made several yeah. cameos and uh, all stellar appearances, but never really a feature. 
as an elite. Yeah, and we, we might get an Academy Award for this one day, Pat. I, well, Matt, I think when um, when you see some of the things that go down in this show later on, God willing, that uh, you will you, you might be correct in that statement. Uh, that's all I'm saying. But yeah, <laughs> but happy to have you here, Matt. For real, it's a cool yeah. it's a cool thing. When I it's let me rephrase that. It's very cool, but it's also difficult as an interviewer to interview a bud because those that don't know you and I talk every day. The only time that we don't talk is if you're mad at me or if that you're in a derb mode. I mean, yeah, pretty much it. And both have happened. Yes. Yes. uh, We're, 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 we'll find out more. We have some tests to be revealed too later, by the way. Uh, so we'll, okay. we'll find out more some other things. I don't want to give that away either. But um, but you know, we as any um people that are bonded do, we have our up moments and our down moments, right, Matthew? Yeah. Somebody that, if That's you right. talk to somebody every day, you're gonna want to punch him in the face one day and give him a hug the next. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's just how exactly. it is. That's just how it is. And uh, and it's a pretty cool thing uh for me to be able to interview a friend, but it's also difficult. So we're gonna try and separate some of that tonight and and you know so matt i mean here it is bud no n- there's gonna be no honey honey dickin there's no we're letting pa- when pandora don't go back in the box you know what i mean when pandora is yep. out she's out and and All right. i need you to just let it loose don't get okay. don't get us fired but let it loose buddy i i'll uh We'll, we'll walk the line. Yeah, remember our most distinguished guest, surprise yes. guest coming later. You don't want okay. to do anything that would jeopardize their thoughts of you. I don't know who it is, though. I know. That's what I'm saying. Be on your best behavior. You have royalty watching. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be on the best behavior I could possibly. I be just on. told La Flama Blanca, Kenny Powers of Bassin to behave. What do you think about that, Matt? <laughs> We're breaking the rules, Matt. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you already know. Tell me not to do something. Come on, man. Oh, my goodness. Matt, we're going to let it loose. Let's let's start with a little generic bass fishing talk show derby talk, okay? Because yeah. it's, it's our obligation to do such. I mean, yeah. let's face it. This is a big year for you. It's your sophomore yep. year as a Bassmaster Elite Series angler, and that's a big deal, okay? It's a big yeah. deal. The first year... It's kind of like the acclimation year, right? Yeah. I mean, you kind of feel things out, see what's going on, and now you're you're jumping into your sophomore year. And I know, and we'll get into more of this later, you've had a very, very busy offseason. Very busy. Are, and are you, are you into this now? Is 22 Elite Series on Matt Robertson's mind? Is Hollywood and show business off of your mind and is bassing on your mind. Yep, Hollywood and show business is uh is behind me. Mm-hmm. We can pick that up in September again and uh we will we're bassing now. We're ready. We're locked and loaded. I I like your attitude. Are you excited? Yeah. Is excited a good word or or nervous? What um, are you? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm ready. Uh, man, I'm just I'm ready to get it going to be honest with you. Okay. Ready to uh 
I've had enough downtime. You know, I've been doing enough other stuff and uh, I'm ready to go fishing again. Okay. Now you're hopping in the opens. Yep. You're- yep. Gonna fish the southern opens and uh, just for a little warm up, you know, go down there. I like, I like Kissimmee and Toho and gonna go down there and play around and see if we can't just knock out qualifying for the classic out of the first open and not have to worry about that crap. And yeah, I'm ready to go fishing, dude. That's, uh, I'm ready. As crazy it is, I love my wife, but I'm ready to see my boys and uh, get on the road. And and get to some bass. And I mean, it is your job. That is your primary focus. That's the task at hand. And no matter what, what's all said and done, like one of our besties says, catching fish fixes everything. That's right. So, I mean, and that's that's what you're out to do. And and I like it. It's a it's a good attitude, Matt. So, yeah. As long as, long as you keep that on, you're good. Y'all two got to keep me straight every once in a while and remind me of that. Dude, yeah, I was so you're 100% I, right. When uh when Seth and Dayton got back, the first thing I said to them is, "Thank goodness you're back for Matthew duty because I've been talking them off the ledge for <laughs> the whole week that you guys been gone. At least now Seth can share the responsibility again." So <laughs> I, I am like taking care of a toddler about to blow gas. <laughs> but it's hey, that's what makes you a unique individual, Matt. I yeah. mean, it's uh, it, it really does. Let's talk. Okay, get back to the bass and twenty two elites. All right, let's, let's get back. Go. Task yeah. at hand here. Task at hand. Um, I need you to think about your freshman, your freshman year, your yeah. your, your first year, your rookie year of the of the elites and and give me a a word or a sentence that could describe that year mediocre mediocre yeah why'd you pick that word because part of it i did i feel like i you know did well and then there's man i had some really bad finishes like and and a lot of it was just missed opportunities and whatnot. It just, if the performance would have been a little better, then we'd have made a, it'd have been a hell of a season. You know what I'm saying? I do. I, uh, I, I, I do know that. It wouldn't have been a, you know, Seth fighter season, but it'd have been for your rookie year. It'd have been a banger. It'd have been better and, than mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. And and you, you got in the classic. Yeah. That which was very important to you and you did it. And qualified the right way, you know. Yeah. Might have got the last spot, but whatever, <laughs> you know. Right. Hey, you're in the yeah. BMC, son. You know what yeah. I mean? That, that that's what I'm saying. But I mean, yeah, you had some of those finishes, Matt. No disrespect. Yeah. Uh, no, I had some bad ones. That you know are those over fifties that us bass fans kind of judge anglers on. You know, you had yep. you had some of those over fifties, and those oh, need to yeah. be eliminated. Let's just get rid of those, okay? In twenty two, yep. as a Matt Robertson fan as well, I'm I'm requesting you get rid of those in twenty two, okay? Request granted. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you had some real good derbs, Matt Champlain, yep. Sabine, right? Uh, Ray yep. Ray Robert over there, right? Yeah. Uh, Tennessee River, too, I think you did pretty good. Yeah, I think I proved I can bang with them boys, you know? Yeah, we, we, I mean, 
out of those derbies I just mentioned, you you did yeah. that. You did. What, what what was what were some of those? What was the highlight? Which one of those derbs was like, man, this was really a cool derb, and I, and I I know you're never satisfied as an individual, yeah. but like, could you kind of say which derby you were sort of happy with? Me- um, mediocre happy. Like, <laughs> like I, <laughs> I want to. I want to say I was happy with the classic because you know coming in seventh in the classic's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, truth be told, uh, coming in seventeenth in Knoxville on the Tennessee River, um, because I had such a freak show happen at the first classic I fished there, um, line breaking in my reel, and you know hand fighting the fish and losing it right seven pounder right at the boat just. Just stuff like that happening that never happens ever. Um, like going back and getting some redemption at Knoxville and catching them there. And yeah, that was probably the highlight of those. Gotcha. And again, yeah. yes, uh, the seventh place finish at the Classic. Amazing. Yeah, that was pretty. That, that was fun. Amazing. And and like no disrespect to Hank Cherry, he 100% won the tournament hands down but you won the uh you won the uh, the media show i mean at the, yeah, at got the guns, buddy. Yeah, i mean yeah you come out half naked you know yeah blazing guns backpack uh backpack flamethrower you know ladies enjoyed it i know that uh, swinging out on a wire like a rock star can you come out on a wire this classic is that possible Fly out, buddy. Let me do it. I'll swing out. I'd like to see Mercer announce that. I'll go. I'll swing out in my whitey tidies with a cape on. <laughs> it would be amazing, Matt. Your your freshman year was a mediocre year, as you put it. Did yeah. It? Like I saw one thing from uh, let's just say um, from uh, Bass fans' point of view that I observed you via social media becoming a little more organized angler. Would you say that that's a fair assessment? Yeah, we're still working on that, but I've been working to be more organized. <laughs> um, it seemed like the more organized I got, I uh, didn't catch some fish, so I had to tear some shit up a little more. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like I got to tell you, we are organized. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. There's a couple tournaments I spent 20 minutes looking for something, and I couldn't find it. And dude, your bo- I seen your boat. Yeah, it's like not- I, you, you like I probably wasted an hour and a half out of the year that I could have been fishing looking for stuff. And <laughs> I think a couple of times I never even ended up finding the thing. Yeah, there's like, like I, a, I couldn't find it in my boat. There's a rusted chapo to some ugly stick scissors, and you're like oh, spending yeah, they- ten years trying to get that off, and you don't even change the hook. Like, oh yeah, I wish people could see the other anglers' reactions whenever they see my <laughs> see my baits laying on the deck and they're they're covered in rust. But Matt, you have to admit, like I think yeah. I'm seeing. I know that that attitude has gotten you tremendous places, but I do see a shift in you. You might yeah. not be. I see you changing hooks. I see you paying more attention to line. I see you paying more attention to the rods, the things you're developing with ugly stick. Yeah. I see you being more attuned to tackle where before it was like, you're going to grab whatever top water is at the bottom of the boat and just wing it. I'm guilty of paying a little more attention. You are. And I think that's I'm kind of embarrassed to say it because I like, 
I mean, y'all seen what I fished with. Like I pull out, people don't understand. I'll pull out a top water with three treble hooks and like you can't even see the color of the hook because it's orange. Yeah, or right? there's not even all three trebles. It's like one yeah. has one treble. One's broke off. But here's the thing, Matt. Why I bring this up is this is the evolution of an angler, and this is crucial to success. Every Whenever Seth's on the show, we talk about his evolution. When Hank Cherry yeah. was just on the show, we talked about his evolution. You know, even even yeah. uh, your boy Corey, we talked about his evolution. You know, it's yeah. seriously part of success of an angler. And if you weren't evolving, then there's a problem. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, I'm with you. Because I think the, and this is from a Bass fan's perspective again, I think the evolution is critical for you in order to achieve the ultimate goal, and that's the blue trophy. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I, I agree, but we're still throwing mono, buddy. <laughs> still throwing mono. <laughs> well, God bless you. I, I, I mean, I'm going to Florida, and I got a topwater rod with mono. Straight mono, yeah. no braid. No braid. You were saying go straight braid, so I went straight mono. I did exactly opposite of what you told me. I know. That's <laughs> what we. That's what I would do. <laughs> hey, um, let's um, you want to get deep? I love going deep. Right. Let's get deep. <laughs> I know you do, Matt. And let's. So I need you to be completely honest. All right. Don't hold back anything. All right. And this Just is a th- don't get us fired, right? No, sir. No, sir. This okay, is a think. This is a thinking game, and this is into your mind. Okay, this is All going right. into your mind, and deep into Matt Robertson's mind. You got any deep into Matt Robertson mind music, Andy? What do we got? Oh, holy cow! That's kind of intense. All right, man. Feeling all right? Yeah. Are you so far so good? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> All right, so check this out. I need you to think about this, and I'm going to ask you a question. It's going to be a question about bass fishing. It's going to be a question about life. And I need you to kind of give me quick answers about it, because it's really about what, what pops in Matt's brain first. Oh, jeez. Okay, okay. All right. Matt, what was the most important derb you ever fished? And also, one of the most important events of your life. Uh, the Bassmaster Open on Cherokee was probably the most important. And what was the other one? One of the most important events in your life. Now, of course, I know Mary and Cassie and then the, the birth of Cade and, and, yeah. and all that, of course. But, I mean, like, give me a big significant event in your life it's very a life moment in other words besides those obvious moments yeah um probably fishing uh fishing the club fish also my granddad okay cool cool answer that's a life moment Yeah. yeah i like it you think about that a lot, or I mean, is that something that that pops up the club derbs? Yeah, quite often, you know. Gotcha. I get you. Weird times too. Happens for me too. In yeah, the, that aspect. I'm telling you. Well, hold that thought. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. Hey, give me a give me a, a time in your life that was a all time low derb, like a like a just a completely horrible tournament, and then also tell me a 
completely low point of your life so far? Sam Rayburn for both of those, buddy. As <laughs> stupid as that sounds. Okay. Like whenever all at the open, whenever all my stuff was stolen, I never. Yeah. I've never felt the urge to give up, but I felt the urge to give up whenever all my stuff was stolen. Did you really, Matt? Yeah, buddy. I was like, you, you like if you were there, you would not even know who I was. Because I did not know was, that about you. I did not know as, yeah, as often was, as we've talked about that situation. I never knew that you were really ready to say, screw it. I was done, buddy. Yeah, I was done. Wow. Like on the way, like I kept looking in the back of the truck driving and like, I didn't have nothing. I ain't got no damn money to buy nothing either, you know? So I was just kind of, I was like, the hell with this. We're going to the fucking house. We ain't fishing the tournament. Like I'm done. Yeah, man. It, it uh, I mean, that was a huge moment. And the way that the Bass Galaxy stepped up for you, everybody. Yeah. Everybody helped out. And that, I mean, that's, that, that was like, I have never seen, I've seen other situations where other anglers have, have stepped up um, or the bass yep. community has stepped up for other anglers with stolen gear. But man, I never yep. saw an example like yours, whether it's the, a sign of the times with social media or it's just the, the fact that you're a likable dude, Matt. Um, but I've never yeah. seen anything like it, and I've been following bass fishing for a while. That's it's an important moment in bass in history, actually, if you think about it. Yeah, people I didn't know offered up stuff, you know, um, the tackle attic down there, people at gas stations I ran into. It's crazy, man. I mean, and like, I mean, and and, and it's funny how uh, everything in life, as they, as many wise old men have said, and Jerry McKinnis said to me that everything in life happens for a reason, and that kind of like you got some. Matt, let's just say some some good exposure out of a horrible situation. You know? Yeah. That's the positive part, bud. Yeah. It, it uh, ended up pretty good, you know? Yeah, I, I mean. mean that, I would have. Like, you don't want something like that to happen, but I'll tell you, for something bad like that to happen, it uh, I'll, you know what? It turned out as good as it could. <laughs> Dang great. And you're, so, now you're in a lead yeah. series angler. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Turned out pretty much. Hey, um, all right, Matt. Let's let's get let's get deeper. All right, and you gotta yeah, be real. I'm ready. Be real with yourself. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. Be real with yourself. All right. Give me some an example. All right, of a technique in bass fishing that you excel at, like you are amazing at. In your opinion, and it's okay to be confident in, in that. And now, also, give me a situation in life that you just think you're amazing at. It's okay to be confident. Tell us. Um, I'm pretty. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. A hell of a spinnerbait fisherman. You're a hell of a spinnerbait fisherman. I know you are. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, kind of being backed in a corner in life in general, and uh, yeah, getting you know fighting my way out of it. You know, I can think of all kinds of situations where 
you know, it was make or break and made that shit happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, like so. you, so in other words, mover and a shaker. Yeah. TCB, like Kenny Power says. Playmaker. And Elvis. You know, you're kind of like a blonde Elvis went to Vegas. Yeah, I guess I am. I'd say a blonde Elvis for sure. All right. So, I mean, so you're a playmaker. All right. Yeah. And you're a heck of a spinnerbait fisherman. So, where in bassin techniques do you lack? And where in life do you lack? We need to Man, I got to tell you, um, whenever it comes to techniques, I'm going to say flipping just for the fact that uh, it's kind of my last resort no matter where I go. Like, I don't just, it's not my go-to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I um, I try, I exhaust all other options before I, I go up and, and start fishing just because I like to fish so fast, you know. Um, I'm a reaction bait fisherman whenever it comes to, you know, slowing down, picking something apart, like flipping mats or something. That's just just not my deal. So that could be uh, something you could improve in in your eyes. Absolutely. Okay, gotcha. Why do you, Why are you not good at it? I mean, just because of, of you? It's overcoming you in it? Uh, impatience. Okay. And I guess that could be my downfall in general is impatience. In, in life? Uh, I know the world doesn't know it. I seem like I'm pretty laid back, but like, <laughs> you know what? Shit's got to happen. I got to have an answer now uh, or the world's going to blow up, right? <laughs> you do. You do. I, I mean, there's been a plenty of times where there's uh, six missed calls in 30 seconds from Matt Robertson for on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> you got to know. He's got to know. <laughs> so give me an example give me an example matt of like you um basically excelling at the art of spinnerbait fishing and give me a, an example of you exar- excelling at the art of being a, a playmaker give me an example um so whenever it comes to spinnerbaiting you know um i won the bass team trail championship spinnerbaiting down on the a Harris chain a few years ago. Um, and then Knoxville, I caught him on a spinnerbait. Okay. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, so that's a couple of them. And like in life in general, um, me and Cass, I don't know how many years ago it was, six, seven years ago, I was working as a machinist and she was going to school being ner- in, you know, nursing school. And I got paid, and she was in that last semester where she uh, she couldn't work. She had the clinicals and stuff, and I got paid, paid the bills, and two days later had a hundred bucks left, and uh, it was the Tuesday after, yeah. and and like didn't have enough money to get through the next you know week and a half, so I told her. So I'm going to take the last hundred bucks, go to Lake Malone, fish Tuesday nighter. And at the time they were paying six, 700 bucks first place. And yeah, so I took our last hundred bucks, uh, on a Tuesday night and went up there and made enough money to get by for the next couple of weeks. So that's outstanding. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Stuff like that. 
I, I love that story, Matt. And and you and and I like when you tell it. Yeah. You, you, I mean, it's I, I, there's a lot of people that heard that for the first time, and that's a pretty cool story, dude. I mean, and and hey, yeah. what else is cool is like Cassie was like, well, I guess this boy can catch him a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, she was a little nervous, pretty tone. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure she was. There was a lot on the line, and here comes this boy wanting to put the rest of their money on some bass. You know. Yeah. And again, man, yeah. there's another example of of why we're all here, Matt. It's that that fish. That crazy yeah. that crazy fish. You know what I mean? Absolutely. All right. Now now here here here's the tough one. Give me a, a example of uh of screwing up flipping and give me an example of screwing up in life. Um Well, screwing up flipping, probably just, sorry, my dogs are going crazy. Oh, I, I uh, like the ambiance. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> uh, you know who just got here. Uh-oh. But, uh, but yeah, um, I guess just screwing up flipping is honestly just not going and doing it. Like always, any slow baits, period. Um I just need to resort to them a little sooner than I do, but even though, but I'm, I'm also a believer that you got to stick to your stick to your guns, you know, stick to your style of fishing, and uh, and my style of fishing is is that handle turning at all times, you know. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I'd say just the flippings, just not doing Matt, it, or not doing it, not doing it. Yeah. What about life, Matt? What's something that you, you, you give me an example? How about that's something I've lacked in or screwed up, whatever you want to put it. Yeah, la- a screw up, a la- somewhere you lacked in. You wish you'd done something different. I mean, all right, you figured out that you're not flipping enough. Maybe you should be. What's something you figured out about life? Um, that I'm pretty short tempered, and I bought like people see the light back of me, but I'm pretty. I got a. I still got some of that young blood in me, and I blow up, you know, like every once in a while. It's called and, it's uh, called old it's called old son. It's called being an old son. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Hey, you been in a lot of fights in your day, Matt? You been in a lot of fights? Yeah, I had my nose broke a couple times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I got I've been in fight, plenty of fights too, and I've been honestly had my ass whooped more than a one, but I had a good fight every time you know oh yeah I, mean? I have too you know what i mean i'm not no expert I've, I've already learned that but but like one thing that uh that you and i share in common is we we both talk a lot and a lot of times that can get us in trouble a lot too you oh know? i ain't no doubt yeah I it's, no doubt. it's so i mean as far as if you were gonna ask me i think that would be my answer for some of these that's a curse and a blessing and the same thing for yeah. you you just don't know when to shut up and neither do i Oh yeah, if if, uh, if the mouse moving and I'm going in that direction, we're going to war, buddy. We're dropping the nuke bombs. Watch out! It's like you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty good, man. I mean, it's good stuff, dude. Um, let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about some. Hey, yeah, yeah. Ginge, you want to go into some some old school bassing? You want to go old yeah. school? You, 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 you. 
Yeah, I'm there we school. go. I, I know you are. I know I'm, you're I'm pretty old school to be a young guy. I, I know that. Guy. I mean, and I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. Before you and I were friends, again, as a bass fishing fan, that was the draw. Uh, my draw to you was the yeah. old school bass. And it wasn't the fur, the fur coat. It wasn't uh, It wasn't the cool hair. It was the old school bass. And that's what yeah. I liked about you. I like that you picked the Bassmaster theme, Ginge, for this one. The, the old school TNN Bassin theme. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, why do you consider yourself an old school basser? Um, man, the 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 techniques, the baits, and the stuff I grew up doing, I still implement the exact same thing today. Okay, I still, you know, um, mono, uh. You know, I still use the, you know, not $200 rods, even though I, st- I think they're a high-quality rod, you know. Um, like, I'm a fan of an Archie head jig. I yeah. mean, so, I mean, <laughs> how many people, you know, are hardcore on the old Archie head jig? So, you know what you need, Matt? A cool, yeah. a cool belt buckle, like a cool. I do need a belt buckle. Like remember how them old Bassin men had like real big belt buckles, you know? Yeah. It'd either be the Bass logo or it'd be something cool, like the state of Texas or something. You know what I mean? Let or me just tell a- you something about. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something I learned about big belt buckles. You tell me. The only people you see wearing big belt buckles is real skinny guys. Because whenever they sit down, their bellies ain't pushing into that damn piece of metal, putting the damn big ass gouging you got whenever you sit down to eat. Only them damn skinny people sat down, so it just goes right up their belly. That damn belt buckle pushes right into my gut. Yeah, like that's why Forrest Wood always had to had the, the and and Ray Scott back in the day. You know what I mean? They all had yep. them them the length. Yeah, like now, fighter. If he tucked his shirt in, he'd be a good candidate for a uh, for a belt buckle. You know, he could wear a belt buckle for sure. Yeah, he's a belt buckle kind of bastard. Yeah, but but I still have to lose about forty pounds. Well, when you do, Matt, when you do, I think you need a special belt buckle. Can you do that for I me? Will. Yeah, you gotta yeah. have a belt buckle. Absolutely, and and on them belt buckle. I was gonna say the Bass Galaxy wants an on them one. They do? Okay, you hear? Uh, on them belt buckle? Andy, yeah, Andy, Andy says the Bass Galaxy is spoken, and they want an on them belt buckle. Well, we might have to make that happen. Uh, I think it would be pretty pretty cool. You know what I mean? Think about it. We have some of them sitting yeah. here. I'm not going to get out of my seat, but some of the old BASS belt buckles that came with I the, have some of the old BASS belt yeah, buckles. I mean, that's pretty bad. You know, like, you know who has those and wears them like a bandito belt? Is Bowman? Who's that? Yeah, Bowman, Steve Bowman. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. He's got a whole. I can see. Yeah, he's got shotgun shells and bass belt belt buckles on there. He does. (laughs) (laughs) I saw pictures. I saw pictures. That's all I'm saying. Hey, you're an old school bass guy, man. You you like lizards? You throw lizards. Who throws oh, lizards? Oh, yeah. I'm a big lizard guy. I just Whenever I do slow down and fish, I got the lizard on with a lead weight. <laughs> you going lead like this I'm year? Like, I'm still throwing lead. You going lead? Huh? You going all lead? I'm going lead. What, what if you're punching in? Up out, to a half ounce. Up to a half. That's Up the, to a half. That's the cutoff. And then uh, uh, after that, it's yep. a, and then after that, you're going tungsten. 
Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I like this gets too big. Okay. That's the principle. I, I see what you're saying. And a lot of people aren't doing that. What do you say to the people that say, um, uh, maybe, uh, that the, the lead weights are just don't work anymore. Buddy. I mean, it's whatever you think's best, but <laughs> lead works. Lead's worked a lot longer than tungsten ever thought about. So, well, Matt, what about the environment? <laughs> well, I ain't breaking my line with monofilament. I could keep more people. You got to worry about it, but I ain't breaking no lead off. That's the uh, that's the onum clip of the week, right there. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> ain't snapping that mono. You and David Fritz will not use that fluorocarbon. Although I see you implementing some but you're I dabble in it yeah you're dabbling. I dabble. you're dabbling a little but you yeah. but i but i know i mean you're you're i mean fritz won't throw it he's like every time i throw it i snap it that, yeah i mean you're you're the same way you're the same way same same experience yeah hey i still bite my split shots buddy so <laughs> and look good. what happened to you <laughs> <laughs> That's what that Twitch well, is Well, we might recommend not biting split shots then. <laughs> Speaking of experience, Matt, and, 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 and being confident with things, you are a master of the BBC. Um, yeah. The, 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 the big bait concept is no stranger to you. The, the swim bait is something that you often have in your hands. And yeah. Is that a curse or a blessing? Is that something like, did that hurt you at all in 21? Or did it not even play in derbs? So through the opens, it played a little bit at a few of them. But I got to tell you, through the, I fished the opens for two years. And the first year, I really threw the big baits. The second year, I realized I'm not on the Tennessee River. Um <laughs> I got to throw regular baits again. So, yeah, I, I kind of, they were still in the boat. I tucked them away, but I, you know, I just, I had to fish with regular baits again, I, but, you know. But here's what I don't understand, though. That must be, a, and I'm being serious, it must be a tough dilemma for a guy like you that has extreme confidence in swim baits, all right? Yeah. You've won a lot of money on swim baits, a lot, a yeah. lot, more than... We could even talk about, all right? And here's the yep. fact. I've seen this happen, and this is what has to be tough for you. We go fishing in Minnesota. You got a swim bait in your hand. You catch them. You catch them on a swim bait. You come here to, yep. you come here to Chicago, Indiana. You got a swim bait in your hand. You catch them, all right? We go fishing in Kentucky. You got a swim bait in your hand. You catch them. We go fishing in Alabama, you know, and maybe not even on Tennessee River Lakes, but you catch them yeah. on the swim bait. That has to be a dilemma for you as a swim bait fisherman and a competitive angler to put that yeah. down. Like, yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, they're on the deck at all times during practice, and usually, you know, one or two on the deck during the tournament. But yeah, I mean, it's you. You gotta. You got to know when to pick it up and, you know, know when to put it down. Okay. What's a lake? You learn your lessons. I got, and that's, and that's, that's exactly when it has that window of opportunity, I guess, as a professional angler, you need to know when to throw that. 
yeah. that bait. I mean, and that's, the- I got to tell you, there's been a couple times that, I, after the tournament, like Lake Fork last year, I saw what was going down and I'm just like, I cannot believe this is what I'm watching right now. <laughs> like, uh, why, what is going on? Oh yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it. So. No, it was that's one of those times where I want to kick myself in the teeth. You and that know? was your style of, of Durban. Oh God. Yeah. Like nobody's business. Yeah. Blowing giant spooks up. Yeah. Yeah. Giant spooks, big glide baits. Yeah. I was like, what is going on with the world? <laughs> so well that where's it gonna play for you this year? Where's something that you might as a swim bait fisherman, a big bait fisherman, be looking forward to on the elite schedule? Um Harris chain, I think there's a good possibility. Um, maybe, uh, what's that South Carolina lake we're going to? (laughs) Not Hartwell, the other one. The one with all the stumps. Oh, Santee Cooper. Santee Cooper. Marion Moultrie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, back up a minute. Back up a minute. You said, you said, where'd you say in Florida? Harris chain. Harris chain. Now, yeah, it's very possible. Now, Matt, hold on a minute. Now, you've done well in the past on a swim bait in Florida. Yeah. I mean, that was another milestone event for you. Okeechobee. Yeah. Okeechobee, right? Yeah. I want to want on a swim bait on Okeechobee. See? See what I'm saying? Yeah. Florida. Swim bait. It's a dilemma. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I could see like some, not yet, not yet. We talked about the progression of careers, right? We talk about the evolution of an angler. And I yeah. see, I see one day where, where Robertson's just out there with that seven, nine ugly stick all the time. You know what I mean? He's got the seven, yeah. he's got the seven, nine on his shoulder. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> Sl- right. Slinging the big baits going for the five. And that's all that matters is the five. But then it's going to happen. So what do you think with an angler? I know, and, and of course it does. That's the evolution. So here's an angler that it happened to, and think about this, Matt, but in a, in a similar but different aspect. Um, Mr. Rick Klun. Uh, yeah. He's been through every evolution of an angler in the mindset from thinking that he has to catch five fish to get points to I don't care if I catch anything. I just got to catch five giants, five that's going to do it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's an evolution yeah. of an angler. I mean, think about that as, as an example. He's been through every every gamut of it, and it's helped him yeah. and hurt him, but he's found success in each one. All right, at, Absolutely. At this point of your career, are you a points angler more than a swanger? No, I'm still swinging pretty good, buddy. Okay, um, okay. I've learned, I've learned that there's a time for survival and a time to to really, I guess, swing at one. Um, but through bad practices and good events, like whenever I won Cherokee, um, you'd never want to overswing. Let's put it that way. Okay. What does Sometimes that mean? Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Like, you know, people talk about swinging for the fences and whatnot. Like, it's just like baseball. Okay. Like baseball a little bit and just connect with the ball, you know, concentrate on connecting with the ball and 
if you're connecting, eventually that one's going to go over the fence, you know? So follow through. Yeah. Follow through with it. And I guess, I mean, I guess you could say I'm a little more of a points fisherman, but you know, I'm still out there throwing the big baits to, uh, to make it happen and get that win, you know? And that's connecting. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I like that you brought up, it's such a, it's such a cliche thing about swinging for the fences, but, but I like that you brought yeah, it I up, and, that but, but here's why, no, it makes perfect sense because, you know, Zona and I were talking about baseball last week and it, it is the, you know, when you set out, let me put it this way, Matt, M- me as an individual, when I played ball, when I set out to, to freaking really hammer it and cream it, yeah, I'd, I'd miss a lot. I'd miss Every a lot. Time. Yeah, but like yeah. when I when I was feeling like fluid, you know what I mean? As there's like a yeah. certain there's a certain feeling and 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 you it's not like you're putting too much into it. It kind of just happens. Yeah. And, and that's the connection. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I I, I like it. I, I see that uh I see that happening for you. Um, you, you like throwing a plug too, Matt. I mean, you, you said you like it when that real handle's turning, that handle's yep. gotta be turning and, uh, you're no stranger, uh, to plugging, man. I see you with that, that dredger going in there. Uh, the, the, of course the old school wood baits in certain situations in them yep. trees and, um, you're a winder. Where'd that start? Where did the plug thing start with you? Man, I actually... Actually, I grew up, uh, you know, with my granddad and him throwing tubes and uh, little jigs and worms. And and I kind of, you know, I picked up a spinnerbait and had some success with it and picked up crankbait and started throwing it a little bit. And I kind of, you know, it just kind of evolved whenever I was, you know, probably in my early teens. And... My granddad worked up there at uh, at this little lodge at this lake, Lake Malone. It's about 800-acre lake. And I'd go out there in a little bass tracker, um, piddle around half a day or whatever. Is that the famous Lake uh, Malone that, of you and Cassie fame? That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, I just uh, got there and uh, play around all day and, yeah, throwing plugs. Okay, what was the first bait? What was the first crankbait, Matt, that you were into? Uh, the DB3 or a Pose 400. Gotcha. Okay, so there were wood baits you were throwing at first. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. Where, so how did you get turned on to it, though? Like, what was the turn on? Would you see it in a tackle store where there's some old boys throwing it? Like, what What was yeah, the deal? Yeah, some, uh, some old guys I knew uh, were throwing it. One of them was the old DD22. Okay. And, yeah, we went out and uh, went with my old buddy uh, Ken one day to Lake Bashirs, and I had never caught nothing on a big crankbait. And he's like, "We're gonna go up there, and that's all you're gonna throw." And caught a couple four pounders on it, and yeah, ever since I just kept on rolling with it. And and you love that lake? Oh yeah, yeah, I love Bashirs. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh... It's kind of like it's your it's your little Kentucky lake. Yep. It's yeah, a- like uh, a lot of guys think, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people know me for fishing Kentucky Lake, but I got to tell you, whenever it comes to the diversity and being able to fish different places and different techniques, Lake Malone and Lake Bashirs are the ones 
that really that I learned that stuff on. Gotcha. Versatiled you a little, as they yep. might say. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I think it's pretty cool, Matt. And so what did you do? It's funny that you went, let me back up a minute that you mentioned the old the old Pose 400 bait. Yeah. And we know that who designed that, old Dave Thomas over there. Yeah. You know, and, dude, I mean, pretty cool how some of that, I'm just going to say it, some of that Pose 400 evolution is in those dredgers. The, those dredgers. It is. Dude, I mean, that's a, it it's a smooth crank, but it's a smooth crank. And and so is a pose four hundred. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, you know what I'm I mean, saying. It, how they're on the wine. No, yeah, it's uh, not the biggest profiled bait. Gets down there, and it doesn't like it doesn't just pull as hard as it can whenever you're reeling it. You know, it's you're able to throw that deep diving crankbait without having to work real hard. Same th- same concept as the dredger. But then if you didn't throw those other baits that made you work hard, you wouldn't have forearms like Matt Robertson. Or, That's right. You know, wait, hold on one second. Matt, are we okay, Jen? Is everything cool? Or are you just making sure I pay attention? Okay. So I was just making we sure. We are? Yeah, we're good. I'm a, a, we, we're on a very um, strict uh, time schedule with our special guest. Jen's tighten up. <laughs> oh no, Ging is tight. He's <laughs> Gingy's tight. There's no, <laughs> there's there's no doubt about that. <laughs> so Matt, back in the day, it was the it was the wood bait, and then evolving into yeah. into today's modern crankbaits. And it's there's a would you say there's a lot of elite guys that consider themselves crankbait fishermen? Yeah, I'd say there's a few of them. You know. Oh my goodness. Holy cow, Matt, do you see what I see? Oh my goodness. Holy crap. It's Jimmy Houston. Hey, Matt. Wow. Can you hear me, dude? Yeah, I can hear you. Hi, Jimmy. Holy cow, look at that amazing mask you have on. Where are you, Jimmy? Hey, I'm in. I'm in Broadway. I told you you had to go out there. Okay, okay. That's what I asked him about. <laughs> <laughs> he is at a... Yeah, right here. We got a Broadway play going on right now, Matt. Yeah, buddy. That's awesome. We're on Broadway with, with the Music Man. You ever, you ever heard of the Music Man? Or are you too long? Young. <laughs> I'm too young. <laughs> but I'm hey, sure you're having a blast. I, I am having, having fun. I got my daughter and my wife here and my son-in-law. Hey, I like your hair. I appreciate it. I like your hair too, Jimmy. <laughs> I cut about five or six inches off of mine the other day. It's getting a little short. Yeah. It's it's, it's still hammering down, buddy. Yeah. I heard you can hammer a spinnerbait is what I've been hearing. Yeah, I'm uh yeah, I'm a big spinnerbait fisherman. Um yeah, you uh yeah, I started throwing a spinnerbait pretty kind of cause of you whenever I was growing up. I appreciate you know? that, man. I'll tell you what, yeah. a spinnerbait will take you a long way. You're talking to an old country boy here from Lake Ten Killers all the way to Broadway. So think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, I might come up to Broadway with you one day, buddy. That's right. You sure might. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, you look amazing. That mask is totally Broadway musical mask. Hey, it is. Broadway. It is Broadway. My daughter gave me this mask. We was out at the French restaurant eating dinner this evening. She gave me this mask. She said, you got to wear this on Broadway. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. This looks like it came straight from San Francisco. 
<laughs> you look amazing, Jimmy. You look great, bud. And I mean, the fact that you are there at this play taking time to talk to Matthew Robertson. I mean, uh, I mean, and, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, the results are in. And uh, the the mystery guest, uh, the the mystery kin to Matt Robertson is, after all, the one and only Jimmy Houston. Yes, that's the spinner bait yeah. DNA we referred to. Yeah. Man, I can't. Like, yeah, um, I'd rather, I appreciate I'd you coming rather, on. I'd rather throw a spinner bait than stomp baby chickens. That's how much I love it, man. I tell you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too, buddy. Hey, hey, get this. Jimmy Houston set another <laughs> record. Brown out here, right beside me out the door, right beside me out the door, Broadway, all the shows. Going to go see The Lion King here another night or two. And it's just uh, for a country boy that throws spinner baits for a living, this is big time. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. Jamie, you're, you're an amazing no man. You're an amazing man. And, and this is the second record, mind you. Um, first record you set, Jamie, um, <laughs> you called from Victoria's Secret. Uh, to the right. Stray Cast show, and now you're calling from a Broadway musical. It's pretty amazing. Right. Hey, you never know. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> you take it. You take it. You take a country boy out of the country. You know, he gets to a place like Victoria's Secret or Broadway. Hey, that's uptown. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, hey, Maddie, you want to say something to Jimmy before he goes back to the show? Uh, yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I remember the first time I ever saw you, man, Brandon Palinick for 18, 19 years old at a TBF national championship and we didn't make the final day and you were at uh, an expo and me and him's walking around and I'm like, he's like, there's Jimmy. And he was like, you want to go over and meet him? I was like, uh, uh, I was like, I couldn't even walk up and say hi to you. And <laughs> so we kind of went, walked around and me and Brandon split up and, uh, he come back to the room that night and brought me a picture back uh, autograph from me, from you to me. And uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know that story about me and Brandon and well, and, and you're a big part of that. And uh, yeah, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate that so much. That's a great story that warms my heart. I guarantee it puts a smile on it. I appreciate yeah. that. Brandon's, Brandon's a great boy too. I tell you what, great fisherman. I love him to death. Done some things with him at Bass Pro Shop, and just a just just a great guy, just a great guy. Hey man, yeah. I wish you the best luck in the world. I'm sure I'll run into you sometime here in the kitchen. Hey, just walk right up there and grab a hold of me. I'm, I, I I tell you what, uh, you know that story's a little bit like a story that Brad Paisley put in his book. The first time I met Brad, country music singer, and he came yeah. up to my wife in Nashville, and he said, "Mrs. Houston," he said, uh, "Well, you can you introduce me to." Mr. Houston, I just, I'm afraid to go over and talk to him. And she told him, she said, Brad, you just go right up there and tell him who you are and, and, and he'll teach you just like he's known you for a hundred years. And, and, uh, and look, look what kind of star Brad Paisley's become since then. So next right. time I see you, just come up, give me a hug, buddy. There it is. I will, That's amazing. Bass Galaxy, give it up for the one and only Jimmy Houston. Unreal. Thanks so much, Jimmy. God bless you. All right, you. guys, go get back into the music, man. Appreciate you. I love you. Thanks for thinking of me. Take care. We, we always thank you. That's Jimmy Houston, take, folks. Take care, pal. See Later. you, bud. Bye-bye. Amazing. Absolutely amazing, Matthew Robertson. Wow. I don't know. What do you think, Maddie? Oh, I lost you, Matt.
Uh oh, we lost Maddie's audio. I think you hit the button, Matt. I did. There Sorry, you bud. Matt, I, I hit the mute button. I got goosebumps. You got goosebumps? Yeah. You put me on the spot with that one. I didn't really know what to say, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's your boy, bud. That's your boy. Yeah, you know, a uh, bunch of people got different fishing heroes or whatever, but. Uh, that's that's the only one I ever had, you know. Whenever it comes to big time fishermen, you know, everybody else kick rocks except for that guy. Yeah, I mean, I'd be like, I'd be like, Matt, you're not gonna guess who called me today. Da, 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 da. Like, yeah, would here. Big deal. But Jimmy Houston, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the guy. How cool did Jimmy look? I mean, for oh, real. Oh yeah. I yeah, mean, he's a, he's a he's a Mac Daddy still, buddy. Uh, got uh, the hair and everything. Got the talk with anybody hell i mean he's got it going on still and you know that's that's a pbm if he gives zero f's about wearing a glitzy mask like that in new york you know what i mean no doubt you know what i mean if you had told me jimmy houston was at a broadway show i'd have shit myself well uh, when i gave you the i gave you the clue like that's why you had no idea that it was gonna be jimmy yeah you're like they're at a Broadway show. I was like, and I even I even said something to Seth on the phone. He was like, ain't no way, you know. I was like, it can't be Jimmy because Jimmy ain't going to be in New York at a Broadway show. <laughs> Jimmy Houston, Broadway show and without sunglasses and wearing a, gl- a glitter mask. That doesn't happen That's anywhere right. but straight casting because of Matt Robertson. That's Yeah, bad. that may have been one of the first no sunglass appearances you ever see yeah man i'm telling you jimmy how about it ginge jimmy's always got the shades on i mean that's a when jimmy keeps the shades off for matt robertson you know it's a big deal yeah yeah (laughs) he he said i heard you know your way around to spinnerbait he said to (laughs) yeah oh i love it matt i love it dude i mean uh not not bad, not bad. You want to talk? You want to yeah. get? You, you want to keep going? You want to de- more deep thoughts, bud? Yeah, we can. Yeah, let's keep going. Are, are you okay? Yeah, let's go. I mean, I, I had to recoup a minute from that. I'm glad it happened. Yeah. I'm glad it happened. Go deep thoughts, Matt and Pat. Let's get deep. Okay, you ready? You feeling good, Matt? Feeling sentimental yeah. now? Emotional? Talk to your hero. Yeah, a little bit. Things are good. Things are good. Hey, yeah. Are you a winner, Matt? Are you a winner? Oh, yeah. Why are you a winner? Because that's what I do, buddy. Because that's what you do. You're a winner. Damn it, you're a winner, man. You you are somebody. Are you a handful come unwound? Like, are you a big handful? I don't feel like I am. You don't feel like... Well, what about all the... No. What about the... the, the, uh, the, um, the let's just say the, the, the persistence. The persistence that you... Give certain uh, sponsors would, the, the persistence that you just don't. I would say people just need bigger hands. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, so it's another. Not me, it's you. <laughs> uh, it's all them. For crying out loud, it's not Matthew Roberts, and you're not a, not a handful. Who do you know that's a handful? Then who is a handful? 
Pat Renwick, <laughs> my wife, <laughs> Seth Spider. Uh, <laughs> Do your best Seth Spider impersonation. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> you want me to do it? Yeah. <laughs> what is that noise Seth makes? It's like a pterodactyl. It's like a bassin pterodactyl. It's like a bassin fish bird. It's like he is a bird. That's whenever he's. That's his fish hunting. It is. He goes. <laughs> and then he wins AOI. I never heard that out of him until the 21 season. He starts making yeah. fish bird sounds and the cat wins AOI. What kind of shenanigans is that? What's he on to? I know. What's he on to? I don't know. He knows more than me and you do. <laughs> he sure does. He sure does. Hey, Matt, what grinds your gears in Bassin and in life? In Bassin. Oh, it's a th- wait. Hold on. I-, I already messed up. In Bassin and in life and about people, a trait in people that grinds your gears. Um, Bassin life people, people who blow and go, it's full of shit. Oh, okay, yeah, they, 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 they got no talk to back it up, and I mean, yeah. no, no action to back up the talk, in other words. That's right, gotcha. Okay, that's a good one. What grinds your gear in Bassin? Mm, hole poachers, hole poachers. Did you encounter any of that in 21, your freshman year? Um. Well, not besides but, Seth. Not I mean, besides both. Seth. Yeah, besides Seth, <laughs> I've never seen nobody else poaching poaching my holes. Um, <laughs> if anything, I might have poached one of his. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, guys who can't drive boats. Okay. Um, yeah. Did 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 now? I know before. You said you're you're hot headed. You're a hot head. Yeah. Did you, did you almost get in any fights in the 21 season? Like, I mean, not. I know that it never went down to like a physical altercation. No, no. But um, did you ever have to? I wouldn't call it fights. I would say a few words with a angler or so, but not nothing too bad. I had to say my piece about something one time. Did you ever have to catch yourself? Um, uh, no, I don't know. No, I usually, nah, I don't feel like I had to catch myself. I, uh, it's usually too late to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like I usually do it and then I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Oh goodness. Hey, do you, are you a creative visualizer? Are you Matt? As far as bass fishing and life as well? Um, a long time ago, I'd have said not, but I feel like I am now. Why? Um, like, why not before? I, what's the change? Like, I don't get that statement. Um, I think you gotta come to a certain place with yourself. Like, I don't like it's like, um, I think, I don't know how to put this. I think you gotta come to a certain place in life. Uh, where that can happen, like you got to kind of, God dang, I don't even know how to put it. Like, I have, like whenever I, before I won the open, okay, like before the week before, whenever I come in second at Neely Henry, yep, 
a week or two before that, I had a dream that I want to want to turn one one of the opens. I remember. I, and I told you, like I told I told y'all. Mm-hmm. And then I was scrolling through the points to see where I was at, and then I came in second at Neely Henry. And I thought sitting there on the stool, I thought that was going to be the one I won just because I had that dream, you know. That's right. I even set it up on stage, you know. And well, I didn't win Neely Henry, and I'm like, well, maybe it, you know, maybe this is what I thought it was, but I knew it wasn't the dream I had, right? So the dream I had was whenever I won Cherokee. I figured out after I won Cherokee that the dream wasn't about Neely Henry. The dream was about Cherokee. Did you see so. specifics, Matt? Like not when on, on hindsight, and then you take the dream and you take the actual Cherokee Derb victory. Was was there any visuals in that dream that looking back pinpoint that's like, oh yeah, that is Cherokee. That's in my yeah. dream. Okay. Give yeah, me an example. Um, as, yeah, like as crazy as it sounds, um, the uh, the bank, like the clay banks, um, the bass stage, because the bass stage at Neely Henry was set up under a bridge and the setting wasn't right, right, where the bass stage was. Okay. And it was dark and gloomy and it was sunny whenever I'd won in the dream. And Neely Henry, it was a rainy day, dark and gloomy. I know this shit sounds crazy, but. And then no, whenever not. I wanted Cherokee, it was sunny, grassy field, just like the dream. Gotcha. Have you ever yeah. have you ever had that same scenario, Matt? And these things have happened to me in life too. Uh, not only fishing, whatever, never <laughs> to that extent, obviously. But like, have you ever had a, a, a an example where you were creatively visualizing and you kind of thought it was going to happen? Like, for example, your win. But then it didn't happen. You know, it didn't happen after all. Like, okay, yeah. you it ended up being Cherokee was the win, and you didn't win. Yeah. Do you, have you had that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, something happened. Like you have a dream about something or a premonition or any, you know, and then it just not happened. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but... Like, you don't know how far that off that is also. Right. That's my point. That's my point. Like, I I think, like, I've had, dude, I've been creatively visualizing since I was a child. Like, I'm, as long as I can remember, I, I, it seems like the energy that you put out, if it equals the energy put in, that a lot of times great yep. results can happen. Does that make sense, Matt? And yep. um, it's like, I, I think that happens in a lot of winners. And I started this with, are you yeah. a winner? And I think that yeah. that, that happens not only in winners. Um, and, and believe me, I'm not like saying this for, for my purpose. I'm just giving an, yeah, an, yeah. an example of, uh, of, of people that, that win tournaments and are, are creative. Creative people yeah. seem to visualize outcomes, visualize events, visualize things that happen. Here's the worst part about creative visualizers when we get it wrong. And we think that other situations are happening that are not happening because our minds are so expansive. And I know a lot of people out yeah. there listening to this 
and they're like, what the heck is Pat talking about? But I think you know exactly what I'm talking about, Matt. When Oh, yeah. When a, I know exactly when what you're talking about. When any human is bombarded with more thoughts than they can possibly handle at one time, that's either amazing or it's a shitstorm. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, and it, and it's and it's the ones that that can successfully decipher that those floods of thoughts. Let me give you an example, Mark Zona, dude. Like, do you know how many things must go through that guy's brain every dang episode? Look at look at Dave Mercer on stage. Oh yeah, dude. Nobody knows more facts like boom 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 than Dave Mercer. On, on the stage, yeah. he's emceeing for you guys. He knows everything about every one of you guys. And he's not yeah. reading it. He's not reading it, Matt. But No, yeah, he knows it. Yeah, these are all examples of people who creatively visualize things. And those two yeah. gentlemen are guys that can successfully channel those those two yeah. things. Now, with that being said, I, I, I segue. In the Bass and Talk Show thing, we have a thing called segues, Matt. All right? In this, okay. in this, <laughs> in this, I, I'll ride the hell out of the segue. Yeah, so let's yeah. roll with it. <laughs> I, I like you should have an onum segue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in Paul Bart Mall Cop. I could see you. I need a belt buck on a segue. You sure, you sure do. <laughs> but, uh, I've got, Matt, I lost my train of thought. Segway, we're going somewhere. Yeah, man. I forgot the dang, I forgot the, uh, the, the segue. Oh, with that being thought, all the, uh, or with that being said, all the thoughts, they come into, into someone's mind and dealing with all those in a positive or negative way. Do all those thoughts that come in your mind make you feel pressure, Matt? Do they make you feel pressure? Um, no, they make me feel more relaxed because, um, you know, I feel like whenever you have those premonitions, it relaxes me more because, um, you kind of, you let go and let the universe handle the shit and you just go out there and do your thing. And then you trust yourself enough to know that all the decisions are the right decisions. Yeah. I call it faith. Yeah. I call it faith. Yeah. Yeah. I call it faith too. Yeah. I call it faith. Uh, I, I mean, I call it faith in oneself and faith in, in other humans and faith in God. So. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's what it is. You put it in the hands, and let's hope it's going to work out. But the problem with guys like you and me and a lot of other people out there is remembering that we need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. All the oh, time. Oh, I need to remember it sometimes, too. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Sometimes I blow up. I'm yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I mean, you're doing really good. I, I, yeah. I told you this before when I first met you. I've told everybody that asks me about Matt Robertson. And I said, Matt Robertson will be one of the greatest successes in bass fishing history that we have ever seen, whether it's from winning tournaments or as an entertainer. All right. And yep. as long as Matt Robertson does not self-destruct and, and not that you have harmful or bad habits, you don't, really. no, yeah. you don't, Matt, you, the, the, no. I'm saying you are your worst enemy. Oh, I agree with you hundred percent. hundred percent. You are your, and I know enemy. that. Yeah. You're dangerous to you sometimes. Yeah. 
I mean, and that's what I'll be honest as you, as it's the redneck in me. I don't know know what it is in you, but uh, you're, but, (laughs) uh, but I mean, you're your own. I've seen you beat the shit out of yourself. Like, I, it's crazy. Like, I mean, you're in it. You're a dang. I grew up around Wendell too much. Uh, Wendell's it. Wendell's a uh, Wendell. You just need Wendell to beat the snot out of you more. Is what you need. Quite frankly, I know. Yeah, like if we you. Oh, that's what we don't need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to bludgeon you. He needs to bludgeon you a little bit. You know what I mean, Matt? Oh yeah. I was talking about Mark Zona and Dave Mercer, some of the great entertainers of the yeah. of the industry, right? That you guys have on the Elite series. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, Tommy Sanders, kind of kind of straight edge guy. Uh, um, Ronnie Moore, a uh, comedian in his own right, yet uh, <laughs> yet at straight edge. You know, Suchi Such. He's a Such is a little, you know, a little. And then, yeah. And then Davey, pretty pretty straight edge, but the entertainers in the bunch. Yeah. Zona and Mercer, mate, they've been successful at entertaining. Absolutely. Would you still be just as satisfied if the Bassin Derby part? went away and you were purely an entertainer in the industry man i don't know i gotta tell you i do enjoy entertaining people but bassin is all i've ever done like since i was a kid it's been what i love to do and i don't think maybe at some point in my life that'll be all right but it's not okay right now okay and good and and i respect that answer but here's something that i ask you matt and on a personal level i know this about you so this might be an unfair question or a statement to make but i'm gonna say it anyway um you and this is not a good or or a bad thing it's just a, a thing and it seems to me that you want to be accepted both in or not accepted but find great success in the non-mainstream outside of Bassin, non-endemically as well as in Bassin. I mean, it it seems to be very important to you. Like, I, I, it's, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it's, uh, I think that shows that you don't set your, you have above and beyond expectations, and I think that's important. Yeah. I think that's important. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to want some respect. Yeah. So I mean, and like, let's face it, historically, like guys like like Mercer and Zona are some of the ones in the industry who have done it without being derpers. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, your boy Jimmy Houston, he's a he's an entertainer, but boy, he yeah. was a derber. Uh, Billy Dance, yeah. he was a derber. Hank Parker, derber. You know what I mean? All these exactly. all these guys started as derbers. Yep. So it's uh I see it. I see it can happen. I could see uh Yeah, I got some uh I got some business to handle before we start entertaining too much. <laughs> and I like that you Put said that. That and, that. and that's how we started yeah. this show. And you and I have had yeah. this discussion and and I'll just be honest, some of the discussions we've had is Matt Quit screwing around. Your job is to catch fish part of the year and play rock star the other part of the year. And if you don't remember yep. that, you're screwed. And and That's I, right. and and it seems that you're 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 doing that. You know what I mean? There's yep. a, there's a there's a there's a fine line to toe. And uh, I don't know, Matt. I'm gonna say this. I have not seen an angler that in in all the years, and I've been getting Bassmaster since since I was a little boy. 
Yeah. And and I haven't seen an angler get this much attention as you have gotten and as much amazing product endorsements without even winning a damn tournament. I mean, you won the yeah, Open. You won the no, Open. No, no. Yeah, without a lead event win. Dude, you're, you're, uh, you're popular AF, Matt. Like, yeah. you it's have uh, a company like Ugly Stick backing you who has not backed a professional athlete. Let's say it. Athlete. You're an athlete, man. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm in primo shape, buddy. But for real, back back on track. Yeah. The the I mean, ugly stick. Like most people, um, when they have a first rod, let's face it, that was the deal, bud. I mean, yeah. that was kind of the deal. And they're doing a resurgence with you. And they, and you've been doing some cool stuff with them. Can you tell us a little anything? Can you give us a sneak peek? Like don't get in trouble, and I hope I'm not getting us in trouble, but can you tell us a little something, anything? Let me, I've, uh, let's put it this way. Been dabbling in uh, a little form of uh, Hollywood, I guess. I don't want to say Hollywood, but we've been, uh, we've been working on, on some pretty cool projects. Do you memorize uh, lines, Matthew? I tried to. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we got some pretty pretty fun stuff coming out. I think a lot of people are going to be shocked whenever they first see it. Um, and I think it's going to start rolling out the end of February, you know, maybe oh, good. around the classic. And uh, that's what I'm told. Um I think that's the goal is sometime in February to to start releasing some of it, it some of it. And um, I'll tell you this: I did things that I did not know I was capable of doing. Wow, is that a good thing? Yeah, like okay. um, <laughs> I went. Yeah, like I went. Yeah, I had to dig down deep and. And do some uncomfortable, not nothing bad, but just I'd, I'd perform some things and did some stuff um, that it's just I'd never seen myself doing. And it was, uh, it, I got to tell you, I was really nervous about it. But after day two, um, one of the guys there I was working with and the whole crew, they really made me feel comfortable and I kind of got in the zone and then I really had fun doing it. Just like Bassin. So, just like Bassin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean pretty much. And and here's the cool part, Matt. This is what you just we all gotta we all because you're a handful. So we're all gonna have bigger hands and, and realize this. That that uh this is all because of a damn fish. It is. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Think about it. I mean, you're All because of the bias. You're, you're a trailer park boy going around the outside, you know. Yep. And now you're filming Hollywood type stuff. Learning it was pretty crazy, yeah. Learning lines. Like doing doing Jimmy Houston type shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's yep. be real, dude. 
Like, oh no! It, uh, it, yeah, it's and it's all because of the fish, man. I mean, and a lot of people, I think, forget about that. Dude, and, what would Grandpa think? What would Grandpa think about this right now? I mean, let's think about it. You're making, you're doing stuff with Ugly Stick. You're, 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 you're talking to your, to your, your idol. Your, your bass and idol, Jimmy Houston, yeah. comes on and and says some kind words. And and I mean, what would Grandpa think about this? Um, he would go, you're doing good. You're doing good. That's it. Doing he good. would say, I'm doing good. That's all he'd say, because you're doing good. Yeah. Right? How's that make you feel, dude, when you're like, you, yeah. I mean, could you see him saying it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I can see him saying it. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty neat, man. I love that picture. In your in your plate in your house there. Do you have it? Yeah. Hand, is it handy anywhere? Is Cass got it? Is it? it, it I, I, if you could hold that up for the camera, Matt. I love looking yeah. at it when I come over to the house, and that's that's Granddad there, and that's Maddie up on the deck. Yep. And uh, if that ain't a bunch, if that ain't a pair right there, I mean, yeah, Granddad could wear a belt buckle. He actually did wear a belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. you could have wore a belt buckle in that picture, too. <laughs> yep, I had Garcia Revo Gen 1s in that picture, buddy. Matt, why don't they redo the, the Met? Why don't they just make a Gen 1 again for us? Oh, I think they should. Between just, you and uh, Brian Thrift just... bugging the, uh, the, the techs over there, I think that they yeah. would, you know they'd come up with stop trying to reinvent the wheel just make the best damn wheel it was ever made (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean matt here's i mean i'm being serious like okay here's this country boy from a trailer making making pictures now whatever you're doing and he's like oh yeah i know about reels but here's something else a lot of people may or may not realize about you like matt you're a machinist you were a machinist by trade for years you you actually like here's a crazy story um, a lot of people may or may not admit to this, but the fact of the matter is you have made molds for some of the leading lures, uh, some of the lures that have made quite a few bucks for professional yes. anglers. And we're not going to get into it too much, but yeah. you, you made you helped with those. Absolutely. Like people wouldn't think that like, okay, you come on the show and we screw around and we do these math, yeah, yeah. these math problems and shit like that. But a lot of times, you know, the answers first, no lie, no lie. You do. Yeah. I mean, and you, you have that stuff in your head and, uh, yeah, but whenever it comes down to it, a lot of, like, like you said, a lot of people don't realize, um, uh, like we, like you said, we joke around with a lot of it, but whenever it does come to math, um, I was, uh, machinist uh cnc programmer and i used the cartesian coordinate system every day trigonometry was everyday thing uh i can trig anything out as fast as anybody could ever dream (laughs) um and i can write uh g-code programs for cnc machines as well as program them on a uh, computer software uh just like the crankbaits um i drew up and designed my own baits on the CAD systems, um, and programmed and machine them, machine them, set up the aluminum in machine in the machine, uh, set up all the tooling, uh, upload, the, write the program, 
I plugged the program into the machine and uh, the machine would machine out one half of the mold and then I'd do the other half and yeah. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. blew my mind there. So let me yeah. just ask you this. So now you're with you're with Berkeley Fishing. Yeah. If, if Berkeley came to you and said, Matt, design me a bait, what's the first category you're going to? Where are you going with it? Where's the bait, um, bait category? Spinnerbait, 100%. Spinnerbait. And I have... Uh, I have a big worm I've had for a long time that nobody knows about. Is that what she there said? Is actually, there is actually an FLW Tour 1 on it. Really? On Kentucky Lake. And the guy who came in second was also throwing it years ago. Um, he don't, I don't know if Chad Grits, the one Chad Grigsby won. Gotcha. I made the mold. And my buddy, Kevin Snyder at the time, he seen the worms, wanted a mold. So I made the mold, made him a mold and he poured some up. Chad Griggs ended up catching a lot of his fish on it and caught, I think the last day he caught most of them on a crankbait, but he caught a lot of them on that big worm. Gotcha. Is there, I Uh, mean, you don't have to tell us what it is, but is there something unique about it? Uh, very unique. Okay. Um, you know how Colorado bladed spinnerbait thumps? Yeah. On a, that's what the worm does. Really? So yeah, it's pretty wild. Interesting. Um, Yeah. So, but it, you know, I had, I had fun making baits, you know? Yeah. Without Uh, hesitation, you said spinnerbait. Like you were like spinnerbait. So, so in Matt's eyes, in your eyes, Matt Robertson, what is the number one positive quality that you look for in a spinnerbait the number one quality in a spinnerbait um the white displacement in the head the weight where like the the the, the, the the white displacement where it is on in the spinnerbait like oh okay just, i got gotcha. uh, yeah so do you have most of the white in the head or do you have like uh a small head and the rest of the lead go down the shank of the hook. Um, yeah, just your head design, basically. Okay, I gotcha. So I see what you're saying. The yeah. distribution of the of the yeah, lead in the head. Yeah, I, I see exactly what you're saying. So if there was going to be a Matt Robertson signature series spinner bait, and it was one spinner bait coming out for, uh, yeah. in the line, what's that type of spinner bait? What is it? What's that spinner bait? What the- um. You know what I mean? Configuration. It would more or less. It it would be like a like one spinner bait. Yeah, like a mat a mat signature, like a, a one configuration of blades and head style, whatever. Just you know what I mean? Yeah. So it would be uh, most of the weight to the head, and like uh, like if you took a ball head, a three quarter ounce ball head, or a half ounce ball head. And pretty much smashed the sides flat with the hammer, like like made an indention on it, and uh, and then just a uh, just enough to keep the skirt on and a little barb on it, you know, for for maybe a trailer or something. And what's like your it, uh, what's your blades? What's your blade configuration? <clears throat> um, I like a number. I like a four and a half, 
fluted blade, double time, uh, <laughs> double tandem, four and a half fluted with a five and a half fluted um, end blade. And these are what what's what shape blades? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, willow leaves. Will, willow leaves. Gotcha. Yeah, double willow. Now you know who loved the fluted blade in the first spinner bug he designed was a fluted blade was old James Houston that we just had yeah. on. And that was the, actually his signature series was kind of opposite of the, the spectrum. And he liked that little quarter ounce yeah. for, for real dirty water and just barely turning it. But it had a, a kind of a bigger copper fluted blade on it. Yeah. And that was the original uh, Jimmy Houston spin. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't get dialed in on blades too much, but I really like the fluted blades. What I mean, it's and you don't see a lot of manufacturers with them these days. No, not anymore. Yeah, that's a that's a it's a pretty unique feature, man. Hey, Matt, um, tell me the first fishing story that pops to your mind. The first fishing story that pops to your mind. Um, wait, uh, wait who just said something to uh, you? Was that Cassie? No, no, didn't nobody say nothing to me. Oh, I thought it, somebody said something. Like, as, as crazy as it sounds, and Tom Wendell about died on me. That's the first one that popped. Oh, wow. Popped okay. T- tell, yeah. Well, tell us. Tell us. Not everybody knows. So, so yeah, we're fishing Lake Malone, and it's like the last 30 minutes of the tournament. And we're flying down this bank, and, uh, and, I sling up and I sling up under a dock and get a bite and set the hook and the boat's moving because we're fishing fast, right? So we're just kind of coasting pretty good. Well, I forgot the net and he'd been cussing me all day for forgetting the net. And I get the fish up to the boat and he goes to to try to grab the fish and overreaches. Falls out into the water and Wendell can't swim and he always wears a life jacket. But he he just took his life jacket off for I swear three minutes. Three minutes before that took his life jacket off for a minute. And he slid out in the water and the boat's going too fast and I couldn't get back there to him. Done passed him up. And he's going like this, like like he can't swim. He sinks like People don't believe that, but this boy sinks. And he's going, like, both arms at the same time going, boosh. That's scary. Boosh. boosh. So I'm like, like, as bad as this sounds, I was like, I'm turning the boat around. I still got this fish on. And I'm throwing, like, a, I'm throwing a wacky rig. And I got, like, 10-pound tests. And I just, I'm like, whatever. I, I was just trying to, I was going to try to just break my line. But the fish flopped up in the boat and was in the floorboard. And I was turning around, and he's starting to slow down because I was 20 yards past him by the time I got the boat turned around, even though I was on high. And got to him, and he was slowing down. And I grabbed a hold of him. And I was like, grabbed the side of the boat, and, and he was good. And I drug him over to the bank and because uh, he couldn't get back in the boat, and I couldn't get him back in the boat. And, uh, he got up on the bank and, uh, crawled in the back of the boat and yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, wow. 
But you know, first thing he asked me whenever I whenever I got grabbed a hold of him, whenever we was going to the bank, he was like, Did you get the fish? I was like, Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's Wendell too, man. That's him. That's awesome. That's hey, that's a good story. And uh and yeah. th- thank God you were there. You the the day that Matthew saved Wendell. Yeah, it was because it was I forgot the net, but I still got him. That's like a Jay Kumar Bass Blaster story. I'm letting yeah. Ku- I'm letting Kumar know about that one. That's a good one. Yeah, that that that's a good one, man. Hey, it's a dandy. Yeah, you, hey, Wendell's a lucky guy. Most of your friends that you hang around with are lucky guys. You're very selective, Matt. Yeah. Um. If uh keep a tight career you are who you put yourself around you know yeah yeah you the company you keep 100 percent. it's one of the proper bassin man laws 100 percent. that's right and and uh and and i mean uh you're very selective in the company you keep and 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 you're you have a habit of being like so where i might not exact you'll just say somebody i don't like you you'll just you'll just say that to him i've seen you do it you know Mm -hmm. and uh I mean, yeah, they don't like it too much, but the, uh, I mean, that's just, that's just being you. That's, that's yeah. being you. And, um, and I think, uh, it's important. And, and with that being said, you know who I see that's like, who's like you in a lot of ways, Matt is, Who's that? Is Cade. Cade is too. Like he's, you know, just, and, and I've spent yeah. a little bit of time with Cade and probably more time on the phone yeah. with Cade where he's in the passenger seat with you than the, uh, but, but I could tell he's got some of that, that piss and vinegar. Oh yeah. That's some of that piss and vinegar in him. You know what I mean? He does. Yeah. He and does. I, he's quiet, but he's got it in him. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's a common denominator of most people that, that you are, that, uh, that you're close to. And uh, I mean, just, yeah. I mean, look at Cassie. She's, she's got, she's, she's, uh, yeah, she's a force to be she's reckoned the same with. Way. Yeah, where's yeah. Ca- where is Cassie? She's right here. Where's Ca- sitting on the other end of the couch? Ca- Cass, come on over here. Come here. Come on in here, Cass. Get up, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, give it oh. up for for Mrs. Onum, the one and only Cassie Robertson. You look awesome, Cass. Thank you. You're, you're, you're Ask me, Patty. You're looking like a proper bassin woman. I try every day. What'd you what'd you think about Jimmy Houston? I thought that was pretty cool. I almost got a little teary eyed. I, <laughs> I mean, that's Matt's boy. I know. I mean, we've got several. We've got uh, the signed picture of him that Matt was talking about earlier. We still got that. And I know a few years ago, Matt and Cade went to a local weigh-in, and Jimmy Houston was there. And then Cade went up and got Jimmy Houston because Matt wouldn't talk to him. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if he I don't know if he worked courage up that time. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, son, this is why I had you. Go up there and get Jimmy Houston's autograph now. <laughs> Our no Uh oh. You're de- you're dipping. No, Dad. No. <laughs> I'll give you ten bucks. Go get the damn autograph. How about what it was like? <laughs> so Cassie, I gotta ask you this. I mean um, just in a shoot, a few short years, uh, less than, um, your husband has become in bass fishing, uh, kind of a household name amongst a lot of people. And w- what do you think about that, Cass, as a, as a, as a wife and a, and a friend 
to Matthew and a partner? How is how is that to deal with? To deal with yeah. to deal with him since this has happened has been impossible. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, in all seriousness, though, to see uh, just to be able to like watch him and like all of his dreams literally come true, it's kind of a it's unreal and just amazing all at the same time because you know we've we've been together for 11 years now and whenever we first started dating that was one of the things he told me he's like i like to fish and i was like okay but now it's like (laughs) i like to fish (laughs) i like to fish and i was like okay whatever and now it's uh i mean it's literally our lives this is everything and to see uh you know, we'll be out somewhere and somebody will recognize him and walk up to him and be like, Hey, I'm a big fan of yours. And I just kind of stand back and I'm just like in awe. And I'm like, he did it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really cool. It's really cool. And, 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 and Matt is a very unique beast. Okay. Um, it takes a special, uh, animal to put up with his ass. I mean, he's a handful. He is a handful. And, yes. <laughs> and and Zona even said to me, he's like, wow. He's like, he calls up, he says, Cassie is so normal. Like, he's like, I expect her to be a little more, you know, he's like, wow, no wonder. I, 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 he's no, he says, no wonder. That's what keeps Matt in line right there. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's Cassie. <laughs> now, I was on my best behavior whenever we went out to dinner that night. So uh, he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a balancing act you know he likes to go out there and uh you know do his thing and you know i kind of keep it held down here and whenever he kind of gets a little bit going too much i kind of reel him back a little bit but he does the same for me so good and w- and we need matt to win a tournament okay absolutely so when you when matt wins that hundred thousand uh, dollars on the elite series what's the first gift that cassie robertson gets Oh, I'm telling. No, I'm answering this. No, 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 a tiara. <laughs> oh, geez. yeah, he has yeah, a, crown, a freaking I want a, tiara. a plastic one. <laughs> no. He's getting a fake plastic one for the trailer. No, no, no. I'm gonna sit on my big lots couch in my metal box home with my tiara on my head, drinking Walmart wine. Okay. okay. <laughs> I like uh, well, Matt, what are you going to buy her? What's the first gift? Um, if I win, it's going to be a bottle of 10 cup because Luke Foley better bring a semi truck because <laughs> we're going to party and we won't even remember I won the night, you know, the day before. Like it's going down. <laughs> so you're going to buy her a bottle of 10 cup? Uh, I might <laughs> give her a bottle. <laughs> Ginge, how you doing over there? Where'd you go? Where are you at, Andy? Oh goodness, how we doing? Okay, hey, um, I mean, Matt, we're just gonna keep this going, all right? Yeah, okay. so I mean, I'm bringing in all the special ladies in your life, and oh jeez, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, with with great pleasure, I am super stoked to introduce uh, the woman that spawned you. Uh, oh, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. She did not spawn him. Oh, what is she it? She grew him sail by sail. Sail by okay. sail. She told me that sail exactly right. She That's a definite <laughs> quote from the one and only Gina Robertson. Say hello to Mrs. Robertson. Where are, 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 what, Ginge? Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh, where's Gina? <laughs> She's trying to connect. What are we doing? Can you guys see anything on your end? I think she's got it muted and the the camera off. <laughs> she got to hit the there. I don't know. She's working on it. Uh oh, there we go. There, there she is. is. It's sideways, Gina Robertson. Oh, am I sideways? <laughs> there you are. Yes. How you doing, Mrs. R? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm having a good time with your boy today. I've been listening. Uh, uh, what do you think about Jimmy Houston? Oh, my God, Matt. You talked to Jimmy Houston. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> After all these years. <laughs> I know. I was so excited for you. And for a second, it was just like when when you realized who it was. It was like, yeah. he knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know who he was right out the gate. Yeah. yeah. And it's and, and it's crazy that like, okay, so before it took Brandon Palinick and Cade, and now finally you talk to Jamie Houston on a on a national passing talk show. Right. I'll, I'll buy yours. He's a big boy now, Gina. <laughs> He is. He is. I wash my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's he's done that for for a hot minute. <laughs> I asked Matthew himself if he was a handful, and I'd like you to answer that question, Gina. Um, thing about Matt is he's not really a handful. The thing about Matt is he's um. Growing up, I never really had any like big problems from him or anything. But the thing about Matt is he's he's just real. You know, you see what you get. Um, he tells it like it is. If he likes you, he likes you. If he doesn't like you, he doesn't like you. And like you said before, he's he he'll tell people. You know, I mean, it's not a common thing, but if he'll say, "I don't like you," and uh, he. He's not a big toler tolerator of a bunch of BS and stuff. And being real is a lot of times uh, people aren't used to that a lot. So true. you either true. like them or you don't because of it. I love it. I mean, and I'm going to ask the same thing that I asked. Uh, I asked Cassie. It's got to be pretty cool for you to witness this. I mean, I mean, you gr you groom cell by cell, as you said, and you've known his dream. <laughs> <laughs> you texted me that too. That was amazing. That was amazing. It was, it was that show with um, I think it was Gussie yeah. after he won, and Gus, you and Gussie and Gussie's dad and Seth and Seth's dad Pedro was on the show, and y'all was all there was all patting each other on the back about how they spawned these champions and. <laughs> I was like, spawn, spawn doesn't take all that long. I said, try, try growing cell by cell. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. And, and first, <laughs> let, let me back up too and just say thank you so much for loving everything that Straycast does. I mean, from, from social media to every show. And it's, it's usually the Bass and Dads. Of uh, of the buds and the guests on here, but uh, it's pretty cool to have you uh, you on here, Gina, and uh, and 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 the way you support your boy is amazing, and I I see it firsthand, and it's a it's a very 
a special relationship uh, that you have with Matthew as well as as Cassie has with Matthew, that, that that's evident. And that is a common denominator of every champion as well and winner. So let's, let's, right. you know, I mean, for, right. for both of you guys, that's pretty cool, Gina. So, I mean, well, thanks, Pat. I love your show and uh, I watch it as often as I can. Um, I enjoy it, you know, much more when my son's on it, of course. Yeah, of course. But, I know um, you do. <laughs> but I mean, your show is awesome. You're a great host. Well, thanks. But and, enough about uh, enough about that. But for real, I want to stop you. I want to know. I want to know, like how all this. Let's just call it meteoric rise of your son in a short period of time in the bass fishing world. Like it's it's like give me an emotion that describes that. Like what? It, what is it? What is it? What is a raw feeling that that you get because of this? I'm very proud of him. Very proud of him. Um, and you say in a short, you know, his his rise in such a short time, but it's been decades in the making. Decades. Great answer. He Great. has. He's been fishing since he was three years old. And um, fishing tournaments, first with my mom. He wanted to fish local tournaments with my dad, but my dad was fishing with my cousin at the time. Okay. So my mom said, well, I'll fish with you. So <laughs> they fished tournaments. Um, and then it just kind of grew from there. Uh, when he got his driver's license, he, he started driving himself to the tournaments and stuff. And, you know, the, those draw tournaments where, you, you know, you would draw, uh, you, your partner would be drawn at the meetings. He would go up after the drawing and he'd say, hey, I'm out, I'm your partner. And, you know, some of the older guys you could see were like, oh, my God, I got a kid. <laughs> but at the end of the tournament, they were like, he's pretty OK. <laughs> you know? He put a few in the box, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, they found out he, he kind of knew what he was doing. And um, then just throughout the years, the the plan, the focus that he had, the plan that he had, even when life sometimes, you know, pushed him aside or pushed him down, um, he would always come back to this. And so the, the escape, tenacity right. of it and the, you know, the strength and determination and and all that, I mean, that's just, he's got himself where he is today, that, you know? And of course, there's been support and everything, but man, oh man. That's a great answer, Gina, because, I mean, let's say, let's just say from a bass fishing fan's point of view that we're just learning about Matthew Robertson in the past mm -hmm. few years. But beautiful answer by you, Gina, saying that this is a lifetime in the making of a ride. It is. It's, yeah. it's not the last few years. It's fishing no. with your mom. It's fishing with grandpa. It's fishing and winning all these derbs on Kentucky Lake. It's Matt kicking ass with and working 80-hour weeks, pressure cleaning. It's Matt doing every odd job that he can. It's Cassie bringing home the 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 checks when 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 Matt might have been struggling in areas. Mm -hmm. It's all of this come. It's your support, Gina. That throughout the years, your support, Tina, throughout the years, too, that is so crucial to this boy's 
uh, a success so far. And it's very admirable. Give it up. Give it up right now for the uh, for the entire Robertson family. Cade, too, the support that he gives you as well. And uh, with that being said, I mean, um, enough of this sappy crap. You know what I mean? (laughs) Let's feud. You guys want a feud? You want to play some? Okay. I'm going to try to turn sideways again so I can say, oh. Oh, hi. Oh, there you are. Hi. Look at I you. Get my co- Let me get my coffee before we feud. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's going to give Andy some time because let's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's time for the Robertson family feud. Come on down. God. Heck yeah. This is presented by, by Berkeley Fishing. And uh, this is Cassie Robertson. Gina Robertson and Matthew Robertson, head to head. This is a little bit different style of family feud. It's kind of just a just a buzz in, a buzz in type of type of deal. Okay, and uh, let's. Uh, I guess we'll get it going here. It's, you guys ready to play the feud? Are you ready? Yeah. Ready. Gina, you ready? Ready. All right. I think we can do this. Uh, all right. Here's the first question. In the uh, Berkeley fishing line of the new, ever so popular Fritz side crankbaits, there are how many different color patterns available? Oh, I saw Gina raise her hand. Gina, what is it? 18 color skills. It, it, it is 18 color skills. You are right, Gina. <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> no, no, no. What the hell? Matt, maybe you need to know this line a little better. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> that was a great, great answer, Gene. Okay. Uh, Thank you. No, no, okay. Now, uh, Matthew, well, when it comes to... Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, James, can I get, get more feud music? All right. Hold on. I blew everything out for a second. This is a... <laughs> All right, we're back on the feud. All right, more Berkeley questions. More Berkeley questions. The first braided line ever brought to the public by Berkeley Fishing was what braided line? Cassie, go ahead. What was what? What is it, Cass? Gorilla. That's the gorilla braid. That's right. Cassie is right. Wow. I know that because I used to buy it at Walmart. <laughs> you can still get it at Walmart. <laughs> so, so far, it's Cassie 1, Gina 1, Matt 0. Okay. Zero. Matt 0. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got the answer for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just might. It's right up your alley. When it comes to Texas rig and lizards, there's only one color to throw. And what is that color? Nah. What, what is it, Matt? Yes, go ahead. June bug. It's June bug. Okay, well, you guys are tied. It's all tied. How'd you get that right? Jeez. Jeez. I don't know. Jeez, Matt. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's time for a bonus question. A bonus. Oh, bonus question. This is a good one. Went out bassing. And you break the pin on your trolling motor prop. What is a good instant solution for a proper bassin man? 
Oh, or women. Oh, go ahead, Gina. Gina, Gina, go ahead. I okay. Hold on. Let me think for a second. I'm on a timer, right? I would cut a fusion 19 straight shank hook. I would use that. Yes, that's perfect. That is absolutely <laughs> perfect. I would do the same thing. I would cut the, the fusion 19 straight shank, put it in the trolling motor prop, and you're on your way. Matt didn't even know that, and he's an elite series angler. What a dummy. I'm in shock here. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Um, the, uh, okay, here's another, another one. Um, the first year, or, or oh, let me, the first shape ever introduced in the Maxent line, the first shape ever introduced in the Maxent line was what shape? Uh, Cassie, go ahead. What is it? The general. It's the general. You're right. You ladies are smoking Matt Robertson. <laughs> He sucks at this. I got to tell you, Matt, if you don't get this one right, you may get fired. And I'm sorry to do this to any angler on the air, by the way. But uh, the all of the, the panel here, what was the first year that the ugly stick was introduced? The first year that the ugly stick was introduced. Anyone? <laughs> Matthew? Um... 1976. I can't. Uh, 1976. Is it, Ginger? Is it 76? It's 76. It's 76. It's 76. 76. It is. Yeah, see, good. Yeah, you okay. saved your job. Uh, uh, Mark, John, Ooh. Brad, thank God. They, we did it, man. We're okay so far. All right. Okay. And here's our, our, uh, our last and final question for all the marble. Well, I don't think Matt has a chance of winning, but this is between the ladies. Uh, for uh, for the, all the marbles and the stray cast Robertson family feud title. Final question: In what year was the Abu Garcia Revo first introduced? The Abu Garcia Revo fishing reel. What year? Gina, go ahead. I, okay. Yes. Not too late, Matt. You, you're way too slow. Go ahead, Gina. <laughs> but I think I, I know. Actually, I remember this. 2006. 2006. Ladies and gentlemen, Gina Robertson is the official Robertson <laughs> Family Feud champion. Congratulations for making this boy sell by sell and winning the straight <laughs> I'd have got fired because I was actually going to say 2005. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for saving my job. <laughs> Well, that was pretty good. The first ever Robertson Family Feud officially uh, sponsored by uh, Berkeley. Not bad. Not, not bad. So, um, I mean, this has been a fun show, guys. I had a good time. Did you guys have a good time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was all right. It was an all right time, Matthew. <laughs> and we got to make it an all right time for more of the Bass Fishing Galaxy right now because we need to give away before we get out of here, some uh, some bass and prizes, right? And yeah. we got, first off, we have an ugly stick. Uh, old B-Rad and the good peeps over at Ugly Stick are giving away to a lucky Stray Cast viewer and Matt Robertson fan, a Shakespeare oh. ugly stick. All you had to do was like and share the live Facebook feed. There's, there's, it's, there's still time. There's still time. It's still ticking. I'm still talking. Also, you are also giving away a signed on them hat. I don't know if you heard that or not. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I, I heard it. And you got to write something special on, the, on this I'll, I'll hat. I'll write a note. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, whatever they want wrote on it. Uh, uh, it's got, and it's a minimum of seven paragraphs. I'm, I'm actually 
a really good rider. So that's I, I know so you I are. We, that. We're, I mean, come on. I know Gene, I know he is. And so is Jimmy Houston. Like, okay, movies, <laughs> commercials, writing, fishing, all this stuff. Cool, you know. Good luck. Good awesome luck. Yeah, there you go. I mean, look, look at it. I mean, and everybody thought that the uh, when the test came back that I was going to be Matt's kin, but it's really Jimmy Houston, you know. <laughs> right? After all this. So, <laughs> but pretty amazing. So, um, do, uh, do who has the winners, Andy? Matt has the winners. Do you have them, Matthew? I don't have them. Andy's gonna have to help us out. Well, how about this, a Andy? Can who can we uh... send it to Cass? Oh, send it to Cass. Do you have Cass's number? Cass, you got your phone next to you. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna send Gingy. I don't think. Do you have Cassie's number? I'm gonna send you over Cassie right now. Uh, I'm gonna give the number on the air live right now. This is Cassie. Yeah, I'm, it's uh, <laughs> oh, you don't. Oh, you don't want me yeah. to? I'm sorry. Um. Uh, let's so it's five nine one rock five nine one roll eight six seven five three oh nine that would be cassie robertson's number uh sharing this with andrew ellenberger the ginger ninja right now and he's going to text the big winner because technology doesn't let us do all this stuff all the time there's cassie's number cassie with a k Follow Cassie on Instagram as well as Gina Robertson. Yeah, right? Insta-famous, like Miley. That's you just being Miley, Gina, you know? Hey, oh, there it is. All yeah. right. What is it? What prize? The ugly stick winner is Jeremy Woodall. Jeremy Woodall, congratulations. Yeah. And I got to tell you. Wow. I got to tell you, I went to school with the guy named Jeremy Woodall, so I may know him. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's... Yeah, if it's the same one, it's possible. Okay. So it's possible. I'm not for sure. Well, let let us um, know, Jeremy. And then, J Jeremy, just uh, direct message Jake Haas on the StrayCast Facebook page. I'm going to say this again. StrayCast Facebook page, direct message Jake Haas from and... Jersey. I actually know this next winner. No, you don't. <laughs> this is the Onum Hat winner. Like, I honestly know her. The Onum Hat winner is Jennifer McNaughton. Jennifer McNaughton. Congratulations. Yeah. I and, met her hey. at She won the Onum Hat. That's a oh, big... I met her at, at the Classic. Okay, first. gotcha. Then gotcha. I saw her at ICAST. Yeah. Okay, Basson Gal. Yep. There you go. She's a real bastion gal. Okay. Excellent. You got to write seven paragraphs to her now. So I hope you are. Oh, yeah. I hope I you take are. Care of that. I hope you are a good writer. So, hey, Matt. Don't I'll... even send an address. I got everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, direct message Jay Cos anyway to the Straight Cast Facebook page. Uh, we'll, we'll keep that all on, on the ups and ups. And, uh, and Matt, I, uh, I got to say, I had a great time with you tonight. Yeah. I, I didn't tell you about it. I really did. And uh and, and Cassie, always a pleasure to uh to to see you and and Gina, thank you so much. Again, what what a cool appearance by you. Well, thank you for the invite. Appreciate right. it. It's it's my pleasure. And uh and Matt, I'll see you in a little bit, man. I mean, I'm leaving in the morning and you're leaving in the morning, and we're gonna meet up in the sunshine state and do sunshine things. Yep. 
I will see you tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll see you then, or I will see you on another time, Jobin. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Uh, Thank you so much, Jimmy Houston, for coming aboard tonight. I mean, amazing. Uh, Thank you so much to, to all our fine sponsors. Of course, Matthew Robertson. Cassie Robertson and Gina Robertson on them fishing. Follow Matthew uh, on Instagram, on the book face. Uh, soon to be a YouTube sensation, Matt Robertson. Uh, you can find him anywhere. Did you hear what I said, Matt? Soon to be a YouTube sensation, Matt Robertson. <laughs> the... <laughs> Is that cut the show? Is that what they do in show business, Matt? Yeah. Are they like yeah. cut? Got it. Ixnay on the YouTube skate talk skate. Yeah. Is that what you're trying no. to what you're trying to thank? Stay thanks, Ugly Stick, for giving away yep. a prize. Thank you, Ugly Stick, a for prize the rods tonight. And yeah. Yeah. Thank uh, you, on Fishing, for the hat. Yes, thank you, Autumn Fishing. That's Cassie's company. That's Cassie's company, by the way. She's the yeah. she, she sponsors <laughs> me. <laughs> Uh, oh, heck of a job right there. Hey, you guys are amazing. Can I thank all my sponsors while while I have you here? You wanna you wanna just get yeah. out of here together? All right, I wanna thank Crestliner yeah. Boats. They they keep me floating. Thank you. Thank you. I wanna thank uh, the whiskey gypsy and tin cup whiskey. I mean they're real good to you, Robertson family as well. Absolutely they are. You know, I want to thank my buds over at TH Marine. I want to thank my buds over at Omni Efficient. I want to thank those people that let us power pull down for pleasure. Do you know what I mean, Matthew Robertson? Because when Absolutely. I'm when I'm power pulled down, there's usually some pleasure involved. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly right. You know, I, I want to thank Abu Garcia. I, I want to thank Berkeley Fishing. And I, 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 I want to thank Amphibia. I want to thank Bite Me Tackle. Bite Me Tackle is just a fun thing to say. Bravarni Swim Jigs. Sims Fishing. Ichikawa. You know Ichikawa has poison on the points? Did you know that? It does. 100 years of... 100 years of the book craftsmanship. Matt Robertson, I had a great time uh, tonight. Again, thank you. Bass Galaxy, thank you. We're going to take a couple weeks off, I think, but we have, uh, um, what do we call them, Ginge? Retreads. There, that's one thing about 22. Every week is a straight cast week. No days off at the gym. This is how we get tough. No days off. Gym, tan, laundry. You know what I'm saying, sizzle chest? This is how you freaking bass in talk show. Right, Matt Robinson? Right, Cassie. Right. right, Cassie Robinson. If they don't like yeah. it, we're gonna bang their heads on the manifolds. Right, Sizzle Chest. They're gonna come in and buy this car. I don't care. I don't care. It's bass fishing. <laughs> we love you. Peace, Bass Galaxy. I'm Pat Renwick, and I'm out of here. Ginger Ninja Two Piece. See y'all later. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!